Welcome to the Strong Mamas Podcast, where we're talking about our fitness and food choices as moms in real life and in light of our faith as Christ followers. I'm your host, Megan Dahlman, and together we'll be exploring what it means to be a healthy, strong mama in the middle of a culture that's obsessed with vanity. This podcast is all about helping and equipping you to take better care of yourself and the ones you love. Hey guys, welcome back to the Strong Mamas podcast. I'm back this week with my co-host and husband extraordinaire, Scott. Hey. Hey, everybody. Where have you been? What have you been up to lately? We've been missing you. (laughs) I was wondering if I was ever going to get invited back on again. (sighs) Everybody loves you. Of course, everybody wants you back. Oh, geez. All right. Okay. So at the time of this recording... COVID-19, the coronavirus pandemic, is sweeping the globe. And even just saying that sentence makes me feel like I'm recording a captain's log in the middle of the apocalypse. It feels like it right (laughs) now. It totally feels like it. It's just a little weird. I've never witnessed something so universal like this. And I think most of us could definitely say the same. Nothing in our lifetime, really. And it's truly striking fear in people's hearts around the world. Just the fear of the unknown. There's the fear of getting sick. What if you get it? There's fear of economic crash. I think that's a big one. And just fear of losing our comfort and our freedom as we know it. I think we all just feel a little off right now. And we're all wondering if we should still try to go about our lives as normal as possible. And should we even still talk about nutrition? Should we still talk about exercise? Does it even matter anymore? Is it relevant considering everything going on? Yeah, I mean, sometimes it feels like we get so caught up in what's going on that our normal life has no normalcy to it. Exactly. So you start to turn away from the things that you've relied on because you just don't know where you're at. It feels like an extended winter break right now. Or, you know, the snowstorms we get out here in the Pacific Northwest that shut down the cities. Yep. That's what it feels like, but there's no snow. Yeah, yeah. So we're like kind of left wondering, well, should I try to keep going about my normal life at home? Should I still be concerned about fitness? Should I still be concerned about nutrition? And the answer is yes, okay? It's definitely still relevant. And if anything, when the risk of illness is swirling all around us, the best thing we can do is keep our bodies as healthy as possible, okay? But I think what this entire crisis is revealing is that so many of us operate out of a state of fear, This is clearly more of a crisis situation at the moment, but even without a crisis, we still make a lot of our decisions based on fear. And we're fear-driven people, and often without realizing it, our motivation to work out and eat healthy is because we're afraid of something. So yes, I want to address fear on today's episode, specifically as it relates to our bodies, but this can certainly apply to much broader topics too. Now, before we dive headfirst and talking about where the root of our motivations come from, I'd love to ask you to do a favor for me. I know I ask you every time, but it matters, you guys. It really does matter. If you haven't yet, can you please go take a minute to rate the show and leave a quick review? This really helps get the word out about the show and draws more women to this podcast that might desperately need it too. And I'd love to share what Tracking Cycle recently said. 
They said, Strong Mamas is awesome. If you're looking for a refreshing take on health and fitness, you've come to the right place. Megan and Scott give really helpful, knowledgeable information about all areas of fitness, nutrition and exercise, mental health, rest, and even spiritual health. This podcast is applicable to all ages and stages of life. It's not just for moms. Plus, they have a great sense of humor and are super fun to listen to. Thank you so much. And Scott, you got a shout out. Woohoo! <laughs> All right, you guys, now it's your turn. If you haven't yet, please go leave a quick review. Oh, and another thing that I absolutely love is when you take a quick screenshot of the episode and post it to Facebook or Instagram, making sure to tag me in it so I can see you. A bunch of you guys did this last week and I got to see you as a listener and just get to and feel like I got to know you better. Take a screenshot real quick and you can tag me at strong underscore mamas on the gram or at strong mamas, all one word on Facebook. And mamas is always spelled for me, M-O-M-M-A-S. Also real quick, I wanted to give you a heads up that my online coaching program is opening back up for registration on April 17th. That is a Friday. I wanted to give you plenty of mental prep time because I know it can be a big decision to commit to something like this, but the Strong Mamas Coaching Program, it's an online fitness and nutrition coaching experience that's unlike anything else you can find online. And honestly, I think online (laughs) programs right now are about the best that we can get. Everybody's staying home and needing something to do at home, something high quality that they can do at home. So my program includes complete workout programs that I personally design that you can do at home or anywhere really in very little time and with very little equipment. It also includes complete nutrition coaching with a complete guide, meal plans, and tracking and accountability tools. In addition to the materials, you also get to be part of an incredible online community that's priceless for accountability, daily encouragement, and making sure your heart and eyes are always staying pointed in the right direction. Oh, and it's Christ-centered. Did I mention that already? The truth of Jesus is laced through everything, and you can truly feel it. So it's specifically for women. It's Christ-centered. Workouts, nutrition, accountability. It's the works, all right? So make sure you're ready to hop in on April 17th. And if you'd like more information about the coaching program now and even to stick your name on the wait list, head on over to the show details and you can see a link for the coaching program there. All right, you guys. So I I feel like we have two major struggles as moms and I think as just people in general, (laughs) not just moms. I think you identify with it too, Scott. The two major struggles that most people have is number one, motivation, and number two, consistency. The question is always, how can we crack the code on this? How do we stay motivated and actually want to show up? And then how can we become more consistent and stick with it all long enough to actually see a difference? And I feel like those sentiments are echoed through almost every question that I get asked. Both of these things are kind of their major podcast episodes in and of themselves, and we have dabbled with them in different ways. We did a full episode all about motivation, learning that motivation is simply an emotion, (laughs) just like any other emotion. We also did a podcast episode on consistency. So we have talked about these in other ways before, and I will link to those specific episodes in the show details, but I do think that there's an underlying factor here that we can't overlook. 
And this factor influences both motivation and our consistency. And it comes down to whether fear or love reigns in our lives and guides our choices. And I know that seems like such a big concept. And you're like, whoa, you got really existential there, Megan. But <laughs> but hear me out because, Scott, you and I had a big conversation about it. And it the more we talked about it, it became quite clear that for a lot of people, the reason they show up and do anything is, is kind of rooted in a, a sense of fear rather than love. And if it is rooted in fear, that motivation, it just doesn't hold up. and The consistency won't be there. We may not realize it, but fear could be the strongest driving force in many of us. Fear is what may be motivating us to discipline, to exercise, and to healthy eating. We're just so deeply afraid, and that's the only reason why we're doing any of this. So realizing this about ourselves, it's, it's going to be a hard pill to swallow. And I've had to do some self-reflection and to ask myself, is it? only because of fear that I'm showing up and doing things, or is there actually love also there too? So we're going to kind of break it apart, but I want to ask you, I want to stop and ask the question, why do you work out? Why do you try to eat healthy? Scott, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to put you on the spot. (laughs) All right. That's always my favorite. I know. First of all, like why, why do you work out? What is, what's the reason that you show up to your workouts? I work out because it enables me to do things that I love. Okay. As we've talked about on this podcast many times before. <laughs> you don't like to work out. I don't like working out. We actually had this conversation this morning and I said, if I could continue to be healthy and get to do all the activities I enjoy doing, like soccer and golf and playing with my kids and never had to work out again, <laughs> I would take that option in a second. Yeah. But that's what drives me is I know that that's what I need to do to make sure I can do those things that I really enjoy. Yeah. What about eating healthy? Why, why do you try to eat healthy? I would say mostly because of how it makes me feel. I know how I feel when I eat unhealthy. And Mm -hmm. so that's a motivating factor for me. It's not because I'm afraid if I don't eat healthy, I'm going to end up a certain way. It's literally just how my body feels on a daily basis. Yeah. I think a lot of people would agree with you and say, yeah, that actually resonates with me too. I can see that in myself. But for a lot of us, there's, there's more going on too. And it's helpful to kind of stop and pick these pieces apart. If you ask the question, why do you work out? Why do you eat healthy? And the answer is something like, to make your body look super sexy. (laughs) Or is it because you don't want to be called the chubby girl or the one that let herself go? Maybe it's because you have to prove yourself somehow. Like you want to be stronger and fitter than everybody else. Like you want to show something for yourself. Is it maybe because you hate something about yourself? Mm I I think that could be a big one for a lot of people. There's certain things about their bodies that they don't like or they actually hate. And that's why they show up. That's why they work out. That's why they eat healthy. And I think that a lot of media out there, a lot of different exercise workout programs cater towards that. Yeah. They really work on pointing out something that they know you don't like about your body and tell you how they're going to help you to fix it. Exactly. Or maybe it's because you're afraid of aging. (laughs) You're afraid ultimately of dying and what perhaps even the aging process does to your body. So there's kind of a fear of that too. And you're trying to stay young as much as you can. 
So I feel like all of these reasons for exercising and eating healthy are based on a deep-rooted fear of some sort. Perhaps the fear of what other people think about you or what how they're going to judge your body or think about your body. Or maybe the fear of what you're going to think about your body, your own judgments towards your body. It could be a fear of not measuring up somehow, that you're somehow in the category of a failure or you're not good enough in some way. You're not strong enough. You're not fit enough. You're just, you're never going to be enough. Or maybe it's just a fear of the unknown. I think that's a big fear that's running rampant through our world right now is just this fear of the unknown. And that can certainly play a role in why we show up to eat a certain way and exercise too. I think there's also a level of fear around social expectations. Yeah, yeah. And not being the person who doesn't work out. Yeah. Like nobody wants to be that. I need to go to the gym or I need to talk about how I went to the gym or, you know, it's less about the results I get from the workout and more about the idea that, oh, I work out too. Right. You're afraid of being considered the lazy person or the one that's not hustling or busy or in charge. I I think especially in our American culture where it's busy is good (laughs) and doing more and more and more and always hustling is really applauded. Being the person that's not doing that, that's kind of scary. Honestly, guys, if fear is the reason that you work out so regularly and try to eat healthy, I bet that you probably frequently feel defeated and depressed about it. Like you're never getting anywhere. You don't like doing it. It's just not enjoyable. Sometimes it could be that you feel like your pride is on the line. Like for those reasons that we just said, if you don't show up, you're not fitting that identity that you thought that you had. I think often we're trying to look to others for confirmation and validation too in the middle of it. Being motivated like this, like all of these reasons, it's so fleeting, it's so discouraging, and it really is dependent on so many variables that are completely outside of our control. I had to ask myself the same question. What what motivates me? Why do I do all of this? I think it's not surprising that I'm a fitness junkie. (laughs) I rarely miss a workout, and in fact, I've consistently worked out at least three days a week for probably the last... 10 years, if not longer, probably the last. Longer. <laughs> Scott, you can testify. <laughs> well, we've been married for 13 and yeah, you've worked out three times a week as long as I've known you. So yeah. And I think most weeks it's more like four or five. So with only like a couple vacation breaks in there. So, I mean, feel free to call me nuts. Most people do. Including me. <laughs> but why the heck am I doing this to myself? Why do I show up and do all of this? And when I stop and think about it, I I have to admit that there are some twinges of fear. I think I feel sometimes I have an identity or reputation that I have to maintain. I'm the fit person. I'm afraid of losing that reputation. If I stopped being fit, if I stopped being in really great shape, what would people think about me? So I'm kind of afraid of what other people what other people might say if I'm not fit and healthy. I mean, what if I were to show up to an event with people who hadn't seen me in a while and I suddenly looked like I wasn't in shape anymore or I wasn't healthy anymore? Like, what would people say? (laughs) And what's funny about this is I think a common thread through all of these things we've talked about is we're looking to others for some kind of affirmation or confirmation of whether what we're doing is successful or not. 
Totally. I have to say, I would be lying if I didn't say that looking good in a picture or not being afraid to wear a swimsuit isn't also a driving factor for me. It is. I like I like being lean, toned, and honestly not feeling my stomach hanging over my pants. What's that feel like? <laughs> and I'm afraid to lose that feeling. So I feel like if I stopped exercising right now, I would be afraid of what others would say about me. And I'd be afraid of, you know, whatever happened to my body because I'm kind of clinging to it in a way and clinging to the control that I might have over it. So fear is still a factor for me. I don't want to say that I've got this all figured out and I always only work out because I absolutely love it. And it's only because of love why I show up. Fear is definitely still a motivator for me, but I'm working on it. I can confirm for our listeners today that when your alarm goes off at 5.30, some of those cold, dark mornings, (laughs) it is not love that is getting you out of bed (laughs) to go do that workout. Right. But it's not always fear. That is true. That's getting me out of bed too. So... Fear is not my only motivator. And as I'm becoming more mature, this other motivator is is beginning to rise in importance. And that one is love. And this sounds corny. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But truly, the more I think about it, the more I realize that there's kind of this weird form of love that does drive me to work out and drives a lot of us. And you you mentioned that too, Scott. I, I really love the way exercise makes me feel. The reason I do get up at 5.30 in the morning, some mornings of the week, it's not every morning, <laughs> is because I like, not just like, I love how that feels for my body early in the morning. Even if you remo- removed everyone else from the equation, I would still do it. I love feeling strong and capable. I love knowing that my body won't buckle under a given everyday task. That feels really good. I love that feeling. I love the energy it gives me. I love feeling awake, alert, and refreshed. I love feeling flexible and limber. And I know you do too. Yeah, that's a huge one for me. For many, many years, I was just inflexible. And I just kind of lived with it my whole life. I'm like, I'm just not a flexible guy. But as I spent many years working at a desk and sitting, I literally felt like I was growing into a ball. Like yeah. I was just crumpling up more Turning and more. into the fetal position. Um, and that's when I discovered a great yoga, Yoga with Tim. Yoga with Tim. I'm probably his number one salesman. He has no idea who I am. <laughs> but Yoga with Tim on YouTube. And I've been doing that consistently for a few years now. And I am more flexible than I've been in my entire life. And it takes away so many aches, so many pains so much stiffness, things that I thought were just inevitable. Well, and what I love about that too is that it really does not affect your body composition or the way that you look towards other people at all. I mean, maybe your posture is a little bit better, but that type of activity, that type of exercise is so intrinsically motivated. You love doing it because of how you feel. Oh, completely. I never thought there would be a time in my life I would do yoga, let alone have times where I go, man, I really need to do yoga today. Yeah, yeah. Because I know it's going to make me feel better. I just did a workout this week, and now I need something to work on the flexibility, and it's been an amazing change. Totally. It's also fun to see our bodies get better at things. I think even in our mid to late 30s and Even with two pregnancies behind me, it feels good to know that my body can still get better. 
at things. I can still try new things and feel stronger and improve and feel my performance improve. It's not like I'm competing for anything, but those feelings, I love that. It feels great. And I think on the nutrition front, the same can be said about nutrition. In the beginning, learning to eat better required a lot of discipline and will and willpower because in the beginning, I really loved lattes and cereal. I think when we first met, Scott, my cereal problem was it? It was a problem. Oh, it was a problem. <laughs> cereal, was... mac and cheese, lean cuisine. I'm pretty sure like we've most talked meals, about this before. It was bad, and it was. It was tough breaking some of those habits, but now when I consistently eat well, it makes me feel so good. And I certainly can, you know, I'll deviate and have treats here and there and splurges, but they always make me feel slow and heavy and lethargic. It's just not a great feeling. That's what I was going to say is even now your treats look different. Oh yeah. Like the idea of a latte for you, which is something you loved all the time. There was a change at some point where now you have one. You're just like, oh, I I just don't feel well. I can't even do it. Although it takes more work to make a salad and cook an egg sometimes, the feeling that those foods give me is so worth it. It's because I really love the outcome intrinsically, even if it doesn't change my body composition at all. (laughs) You know, even if I don't appear any differently to anyone else. For me, I just love how I feel because of it. The more I'm looking at this whole concept of fear versus love, I realize that because love is my major motivator, there's definitely some fear in there, but love definitely rises to the top. Because love is a major motivator for me, I've been far more consistent with all of these things than those that might only be driven by fear. Think about it. If you struggle with motivation, if you struggle with consistency, perhaps your true motivator is rooted in fear more than a love. Because when fear is motivating you, it just doesn't hold up very well. It's dependent upon others. It's dependent on you being perfect and showing up and doing things right, improving yourself. And it just won't hold up very well. And it leads to discouragement because when you have a fear of how others are going to look at you, oftentimes it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. That's not going to change how they look at you. And so there's no cause and effect there anymore for you. So you lose the motivation. Why am I even bothering? Right. But when your primary motivation is coming from love, then this has the potential to endure indefinitely. And when I see certain gym goers and people who are trying to eat perfectly and exercise like really intensely, I can't help but notice how deeply afraid they are, even the extremely fit ones. And I think at this point, it might look a little bit like pride in them. But underneath all that, I think they're scared to death of what their body would be without it all. They're petrified of failing and they're paralyzed by the opinions of others. And they're just abiding in fear And they have set up camp just smack dab in the middle of fear and they're letting it rule their lives. And it's their only reason for showing up to the gym day after day after day. And we joke about this sometimes, but it is the gym selfie culture that you talk about a lot. You're right. Yeah. Like, you know, people we all do in our social media feeds that you know how often they work out because there's a picture in front of the mirror every single time they work out. And I think one of the big things we have to note between fear and love is that fear is dependent on an outside source. Mm -hmm. 
where love is dependent on you. Yeah. And that's where it comes from. And that's where the intrinsic value comes in that and why it's hard to keep fear as a motivating factor because it is dependent on things outside of you. Exactly. Always, always, we try to circle back around to scripture and circle back around and, and ask, what does God think about all this? And I just know that throughout scripture, God is quite clear that he has no business with fear of any kind. (laughs) It's not his thing. His thing is love. And constantly when he shows up on the scene, he has to keep reminding us humans to not be afraid. (laughs) Almost every time he shows up or an angel of his shows up, always, what are the first words out of their mouth? Fear not. Fear not. Or don't be afraid. Like, stop freaking out, people. (laughs) To be fair, if an angel showed up and started talking to me right now, I might have a twinge of fear to start Yeah, Yeah, but I mean, we're perpetually drifting into fear. We're kind of so prone to fall into its grips, and he knows that. It's easy for us to think of fear as the obvious things, especially right now with the coronavirus. And, you know, there's obviously the fears of being afraid to speak in front of a crowd or afraid to lose your job or maybe afraid to fly. That's a pretty major fear that a lot of people have. Maybe afraid to have another baby, maybe afraid of an economic fallout from the coronavirus. There's a lot of things to be afraid of. And I think it makes sense to us that God doesn't want us to be afraid in circumstances like these. And we know that we should trust him. And we've gotten fairly okay. I mean, not like we're very good about it, but we've gotten okay about learning to trust him in these situations we know that we should we know that okay when we're afraid of these kinds of things i need to go to him to help me overcome this fear and build my trust but the fear that sometimes drives us to eat right and exercise that's a very real fear too whether we're aware of that or not And it seems trivial, but even still, God has no part in this fear either. God is love. He doesn't want you to be pursuing fitness or healthy eating because of fear. Why? Because he knows that it's going to lead to obsession. It's going to lead to a poor body image. It's going to lead to pride and ultimately your demise. He loves you too much to see you go down that road. And I love the verse in 1 John 4, 16. It says, we've come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. God is love, and the one who abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. It's kind of this whole circular thing of like, God, God's love, abide in him, abide in love. It's poetic John at it again. very poetic. So, I mean, the, the idea is abide in love, which ultimately is abiding in God. Stop abiding in fear. And I think one thing that helped shift my mindset was actually a a sermon from a couple of years ago Uh where a pastor really honed in on this idea of love and hate are not opposites. Love and fear are opposites. Ah, yeah. So those are actually working against each other. So when you are fearful, you're not abiding in love. And when you are abiding in love, especially God's love, there is no fear. Right. Because where it also says perfect love casts out fear. And so I think that can even apply to where our motivation is coming from. If we're motivated and we're showing up because we, we love it, because we're doing it out of a sense of love, not out of a sense of fear, 
then the amount of fear that we have surrounding the whole situation is going to start to be it's going to start to disappear that love that you have is going to begin to cast that out so i want you guys to to not be afraid <laughs> i would love for you for all of us to see if we can start to shift away our motivation from fear and towards love I think even having this conversation opens our eyes to, wow, you know what? I didn't realize that I was really motivated by fear. I was motivated by what other people thought about me or motivated by not measuring up or motivated by a fear of being in pain or aging or whatever that might be. And I want you to realize that for all of this to stick, you must be doing it for something that is far more intrinsic and independent of those around you. So let's see if we can cast off the fears and step forward into this process of love. Start to notice the things that you're afraid of and how they're affecting the choices that you make. And another big concept is recognizing that God loves you. Recognizing how much God loves you. He loves your mind. He loves your soul. He loves your body. And let that also motivate you to take care of it. So what I'd love for you to do, love, (laughs) I'm saying the word love a lot. (laughs) It's a good thing. It is. But the next time you work out, see if you can pinpoint the things that you love about it. It could be, even if you're not someone who really particularly enjoys working out, see if you can pinpoint all the things that are love things that are driving you to show up. For you, Scott, it's golf. You want to feel good. Golf, soccer, getting around, just being physically fit and the workouts I hate. I I know I sound like I'm beating a dead horse here, but I'm sure there are others out there. I'm sure I'm not the only person that hates working out. I don't feel good when I do it, but the results are what feel good. And you love, you love those results. Exactly. And that's what drives you to work out. For me, I, I love the challenge of working out. I love the way a workout makes me feel. I love the energy, like all those things I already mentioned. And if I can keep focusing on those things and turning my mind away from the things that I'm afraid of, the fear aspect that might be causing me to show up. And we've all had those workouts. I've had those workouts even recently where I'm like, oh my gosh, I ate way too much last night. I'm afraid of what that's going to do to my body. So I better get a workout in. And it could be as simple as that. You guys start to pay attention to when That is the reason that you show up. So the next time you work out, see if you can identify the pieces of love that are driving you to show up. Even with your eating habits, if you choose a healthy meal, what is it about it that you love? How does it make your body feel? I just want you to start to fall in love with how workouts and good nutrition make you feel. Ask yourself, do you feel strong and stable because of it? Do you feel energetic? Do you feel healthy because of your choices? Can you bend? Can you move? Can you jump? Can you play with your kids now? Do you love those feelings? Be attracted to fitness and healthy food because you love its effects on your body. And in 1 Corinthians 16, 14, it tells us, let all that you do be done in love. That's all. I mean, what does all mean? It means everything. And just like you said, Scott, no, you're not going to love every step of the process. (laughs) Discipline isn't easy. Showing up and making it happen isn't easy, but you'll frequently be able to step back and say, yes, this is good. I do. I do love this. 
I think if we can start shifting our focus more towards a love motivator rather than a fear motivator, then I think we're going to start cracking that code of how we can be motivated continually and how we can actually be consistent. And it's not only just about motivation. It's having a healthy mindset altogether. When you are focusing on the things you love in life and not focusing on the things you're afraid of, it's going to help you in so many ways. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. My hope is that in a week, a month, where so many of us are driven to make decisions based on fear, that you will start to see the ways that you can be making decisions based on love. Whether that has to do with your workouts, whether it has to do with your nutrition, or your self-care in general, or the way that you're serving other people right now, or the way you're responding to the coronavirus. Start to be motivated and driven by love more than fear. All right, guys, that is all that we have time for today. I'm so glad you joined us this week on this episode of the Strong Mamas podcast. I'd love for you to share it with your friends. If you haven't already, let them know about it. Let them know about what you've been learning and how inspired you feel and how hopeful these episodes always make you feel. And if you have a moment, I would love for you to take a second to go rate the show leave a quick review, and I might read it on an upcoming episode. So until next time, you guys, we will talk to you later.